Dr. Rogers is ready, I believe, um, to bring him in. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, well, you know how Blake Shelton does that on The Voice? He pick me. <laughs> I want you to pick me to get on the show. <laughs> I was having a blast. I liked your intro, though. It was very good. Your Botox looks amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally, uh, what's yeah. interesting is that you really. Try to frown and see if you can frown. Man, you've got all the you've got the 11s gone. How about raise your eyebrows and see if there's any that you got an amazing job. Good squint, uh, smile, and see if there's any crow's feet over there. <laughs> yeah, that's been you look 10 years younger. Guys, you you guys have to watch that YouTube video. Uh, uh, we 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 had a, a great time making it. Andy did a great job, uh, made it really easy uh, on me. Um, shout out to, uh, to my mother, Jenny, for, uh, being behind the camera on that day. She does our demos. Thank you for that. Um, and, uh, Robin, great to see you. Lisa, great to see you. Nola, hola, hola, Nola. We're going to get to black seed oil, uh, and talk a little bit about that. Um, so thanks to everybody for hanging out. Um, happy Halloween week, um, to all the people celebrating. I, I see you're celebrating, uh, on the Q and A show. Is that right? You're celebrating with your lanterns in the back, Dr. Rogers? Uh, yeah, I am. <laughs> Are you going as anything? Yeah. Are you going to dress up? Um, I'm not sure. You know, I'll probably just hand out treats to the kids, you know. No sugar <laughs> treats, though. I don't like sugar. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine what it's like for a kid trick-or-treating at Dr. Rogers' house. Like, what, what are they going to get? Like a... Um, uh, an apple, maybe some dark chocolate. <laughs> Although you... Some you, honey. I like honey. Some honey. I, I like that. Honey. You, you've... Yeah. We did a video yeah. where you weren't so... There was... There's some things about apples that aren't that great. So, so apples well, have it's been... It's a lot of carbs. You shouldn't have more than one a day, but... Uh, but giving apples out... Apples are good for you. Apples. You just don't want to eat three a day if you're trying to lose weight. It's a lot of carbs. Lisa, Lisa mm -hmm. says maybe some vitamins. Giving vitamins out. Um, maybe some vitamins and we have uh we do have a kid uh, a question about um that's actually a perfect segue uh, bianca how's it going great to see you again great to see you here on the the q a show we're gonna get to your question if you guys if you have questions um go ahead and put those in the comments we're gonna get to those uh at around minute 15 or minute 20 um and let's see here there's a question about a vitamin for a kid that i want to bring up is perfect for for halloween uh, this question is, what's your favorite multivitamin, and is it safe to give our teens ages 13 and 16? Um, my favorite multivitamin is a life extension two per day. Um, but, you know, it's mostly for adults. I, I probably would give the 16-year-old one a day of that. And for the 13-year-old, I would probably go with something a little less potent, um, like like maybe a centrum for kids or even I think Flintstones makes pretty good vitamins for kids. I hmm. like those a lot. Yeah. Those if they don't, if they want to chew them up, but um, I'll, I've always liked life extension vitamins. They're just quality. There's a lot more in them and they're dated. So I'm kind of hooked on them a little bit. All right. But, uh, uh, thank you for that question. question. That came, that came in over email. And this is another, um, this is a great question because uh, we've talked a, a little bit about um, prescription vitamin D3. Um, part of the problem that that we've that what you've talked a lot about with prescription vitamin D is that it ends up being vitamin D2. Um, so yeah, yeah, a lot of times. Um, so you can get it. You could get it formulated with D3. We have our our vitamin shots that come with fifty thousand 
units are uh, vitamin D3. So you can actually take a shot once a week if you wanted. But remember, follow your levels. Um, you never know how much is being absorbed until you get blood levels. So it's very important to, to guide yourself with that. Now, uh, so so is a prescription weekly dose? Do you know what that um, do you know what that dose is? Or it's usually it... D two. It's fifty thousand units a week of D two. Uh, well, most of the time it's D two though. Okay. Yeah, so make sure you're getting D three. Okay. So make sure you're getting um, D three, and this is yeah. the this came in the same email. Um, so so they're on you know the regimen uh, that you recommend with vitamin D, zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, and I think they're taking. Uh, NAC and magnesium as well. All their doses are what you recommend, and yeah. um, and this is what they uh, what they got from from their from their doctor's office. Uh, when my husband completed fasting blood work for annual physical, the doctor's office called with results um, saying vitamin D levels too high. You're at risk for damaging liver. Repeat test in four weeks. So what, uh, they asked for some suggestions and. What I'd love for you to say is like, what levels do you consider um, too high uh, for vitamin D? Yeah, yeah. Do a lot of doctors just don't know how high you need to get it. Um, normal on most labs are from 30 uh, to 100. Um, so I like to get it around 80 for sure, 90. 100 doesn't bother me at all. I like to see it at 100, especially now with COVID. But I mean, if you're at 140, you want, want to back off a little bit. So it depends on the level. You know, vitamin D is, is so safe, it's unbelievable. I mean, you'd have to take, um, I've read stories before, where you'd have to take like 50,000 units a day for a couple of years to get toxic on it. Some people that have kidney stones, it, it could precipitate calcium out if you got way up over 100. So if, if you're, you know, 120 or so, you do you probably should cut it back a little bit. It won't damage your liver at that level, but, um, you know, the level, just see what the level was. If it's anything under a hundred, I'd stay on it, the current dose. Um, and remember, take D with K if you're an adult for sure. So if you're um, under, under a hundred, stay at the, at the current dose up to 140, yeah. might want to back out, back off just a little bit. Yeah. If you're over a hundred, 120, back off a little bit, um, you know, get it around, roughly around. 80 or 90 is about optimal, but you're certainly not going to damage your liver unless you're, I've never even heard of that, but um, you have to be really high. Okay. Um, so, and again, every time we check a vitamin level, we check liver function tests. So, you know, you'll see. All right. Let's get to, um, uh, thank you for that question. Um, this came over on, and I think I misspelled hydroxychloroquine. Maybe at least I pronounced it right. Am I right, guys? That's pretty close. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> um, is hydroxychloroquine uh, good to take prophylactic for COVID nineteen? Um, I did the first six months. It was out there until I switched to ivermectin. Ivermectin just uh, just works better, I think. But sure, it's safe. It's it's safe, and it, it's good if you can't get ivermectin. You can certainly take hydroxychloroquine there's nothing wrong with that at all um it's definitely effective against prophylax uh, for prophylaxis and treatment of covid it just happens to be that ivermectin probably works a little bit better um, i mean sometimes i've used them together for treatment but certainly if you can't get ivermectin hydroxychloroquine is good i mean it's plaquenil so 
we've used it for decades and, uh, uh, you know, 200 milligram twice a day, every day for people that have rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and those things. So, you know, once a year, if you take it every day at that dose, you need an eye check. Um, if you have some kind of weird heart rhythm with um, prolonged QT interval, what we call it, then you probably don't want to be taking that. But if you don't have any heart dysrhythmias or abnormal EKGs, um, you know, it's safe. But, uh, yeah, so it's be- it's sure better than than nothing. I took it for a long time. Um, can you go over this? This is a follow-up to that question. Uh, it's just a, a dosing recommendation. Um, it seems for hydroxychloroquine? For hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, uh, 200 milligram twice a week Okay, for, uh, for prophylaxis. For, okay, for, for someone who weighs 175? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thank you for, for that question. Um, let's see here. Uh, this is a fun question. This came over on Instagram. We really appreciate uh, our Instagrammers. Um, this question is, why choose a cash-based bra- uh, cash practice? Um, as you guys know, performance medicine is a is a cash-based practice, and um, and we actually talk quite a bit about this. Why, why don't you just give your answer for from a patient's perspective? You know, why choose a okay. cash-based practice? I had a patient ask me that today. They were a new patient. Gosh, we had so many new patients today. Um, but uh, this is a guy that's a real nice guy, about sixty-one years old, and he was very overweight. Had a lot, you know, had metabolic syndrome. And I explained to him uh, my philosophy on that, which is, number one, I had a lot of time to spend with him. The average doctor has about seven minutes to spend, primary care doctor, with a patient. And they're over on a computer, looking at the computer rather than the patient, um, typing stuff in where they're trying to talk to you and trying to search for code so they can build the insurance company and satisfy their requirements for documentation um, to get reimbursed 30 cents on the dollar. So they're going to have to see a lot more patients. Um, and so what it's, it's just, it's just fair. It's better medicine in my opinion. Um, you know, a lot of things happen when I did, I turned, cash base everybody thought i was nuts not to take insurance but what i've what's happened over the last 15 years is number one i've become a much better doctor i have to be um why else would somebody pay me cash when they can go down the street and pay a copay mm-hmm. uh, to spend five to seven minutes with a doctor who probably not going to listen to you as much as i am i mean you're going to spend quite a bit of time in there with me and um I tend to get better patients too. Not that there's any bad patient, but there's certainly patients that want my help. And if you're paying for something, you're more likely to listen to what I'm saying. I certainly have no incentives to run unnecessary tests um, because I don't get reimbursed for them. So I don't have to run up the bill on anything. So it's more transparent, better patients because they want to be there. Um, And uh, just, you know, it's allowed me to get to the root of the problem instead of just looking at your numbers and pr- routinely prescribing another medicine for what your lab looks like um, or trying to satisfy some insurance requirement for a test that you may or may not need run. So I explained this to this guy. He was happy. And uh, he told me after the visit, this happened just today. 
this afternoon. And he said, that's the best doctor visit I ever had in my life. <laughs> um, so, you know, he needs to lose about 70 pounds. He needs to get off. A, he's on a ton of medicines he doesn't really need. He just needs to lose about 70 pounds. Um, and a lot of his problems are going to go away. And, you know, of course, I ordered a Cleveland Heart panel, which will be covered by his insurance and a CT calcium score, like Robin talked about today. And, you know, that never been done on him before. Nobody ever really looked any, into anything or given him any advice on what he should eat. You had the total wrong idea about nutrition. And he was definitely a borderline diabetic and on cholesterol medicine, on several blood pressure medicines and overweight. His knees were hurting and um, a lot of stress and he's just miserable. But, uh, we, you know, we'll help him a lot. It's a perfect patient for me. Nobody ever looked at his hormone levels. He was dragging. He probably has low T. Um, so it just has allowed me to practice medicine the way that I think it ought to be practiced. And it's made me a much better doctor. I'm not going to work for an insurance company. I'm not going to work with them at all. I'm not going to be on the phone with an insurance company half my day or spend half my day documenting on a computer, you know, what I did or didn't do um, to try to satisfy a certain code. Um, so I'm just not going to work for the insurance companies. I'm going to work for just the patient. And I've enjoyed my practice so much better that way. It's just better medicine. It's old-timey medicine, paper charts with uh, the newest uh, type of information. And I focus on prevention. You know, there's no money in prevention for a regular doctor. You know, they're treatment-based, not prevention-based. So I'm more prevention-based. And um, so it's just turned out well for me. That's a good explanation. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think, you know, transparency and time are, are kind of the, the big things and, and, uh, and both seem to be lacking, especially in the, in the, in the primary care setting, you know, obviously, you know, uh, one thing that, you know, we emphasize quite a bit at performance medicine is that you need insurance. Um, we're definitely not saying that there's no use for insurance. Everyone needs health insurance, insurance. is for disaster. That's what yeah. it's for insurance against disaster. Yeah. Like if you go in the hospital or you need an operation, um, you know, you need insurance, but, uh, otherwise for routine stuff, you know, it's actually less expensive to see somebody like me who has a cash based practice because it's all transparent than it is to get a bill six months down the road. Well, we didn't cover that part your doctor billed, so you're going to have to pay for it. It's all transparent. So, um, yeah, you know, there's no hidden charges. You don't have to upcharge your bill hoping to get 30 cents on the dollar. So it works out great. Um, it's, a, it really it's crazy. Is. Even with pharmacies nowadays, you go to the pharmacy, you're more likely to get a cheaper price on your, your, drug that you're getting a prescription for if you pay cash for it then run it through your insurance which is just phenomenal it's wild i mean these insurance companies are making billions of course so are the drug companies um they're both necessary but you know you got to be discriminant with how you go about it and most people just don't have the knowledge to um navigate those waters of medical care that's one thing we try to do is is help you navigate those those terrible waters of, of care. So. Yeah. And one thing that we have talked quite a bit about is the importance or, you know, the usefulness of an HSA. We're huge believers in HSAs. We take them, um, you know, that could be a huge thing, um, in regards to, you know, having, uh, you know, 
spending money in healthcare. Um, so HSAs are, are a great thing. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you for, for that question over on Instagram. All right. Let's get to uh, black seed oil. Um, so oh, okay. black seed oil and its useful usefulness for COVID uh, as well as other things. I know there's a few people um, watching who've been interested uh, in this. Uh, what's kind of, what's kind of your take on it now? Uh, yeah, I did a little research on it and uh, it turns out to be a really good supplement. You know, I really never delved into it that much. I have patients to take it, but it turns out that it's a really good, um, it comes from a plant, I think over in Europe and maybe Asia, but um, a flowery, flowery plant that has these black seeds in it. And it's related to cumin, not, not the curcumin, but it's a type of cumin that um, has great antioxidant, anti-inflammatory properties, antibacterial um, they've actually done a few studies with COVID and it's turned out to be pretty positive. So that's definitely something in your armamentarium. It's, it may even fight cancer. It reminds me of a lot of the other great supplements that we recommend, uh, like curcumin, uh, turmeric, but that, that seems to be a pretty potent, um, anti-inflammatory antioxidant. It may lower blood pressure, may lower your cholesterol, may fight cancer. Some people put it on their skin help their skin and their hair. Um, it's, it's dates back for thousands of years. I think they even found it in King Tut's tomb. I did read that. So it's been around forever. Very, very few side effects. It is metabolized through your liver, the P450 cytochrome system. So, you know, you should be careful like anything else if you take Coumadin or um, maybe a beta blocker, but it's, it's it seems very safe. Um, some people use it for yeast infection. So I'm all for it. I don't see any real downsides to it. So um, definitely it's going to be in my arm and tear from now on. So thank you. I learned a lot from my patients. Yeah, I get a lot of great patients that really dig, dig into herbs and everything. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, and, and, and on the YouTube channel as well as Facebook, you know, during the, the comment section of this show in particular is, is so valuable for, for so many people. So if you have you know, things that have worked for you, um, put them in the comments. Um, it, it's going to help somebody. Um, and, and I think that, you know, the black seed oil, I think somebody on YouTube last week mentioned, you know, a few things about that and, and, um, and how it might've helped them. So, uh, so that's a big part of, um, the, the show is, is the comment section and just, uh, the people watching live, um, giving their feedback because uh, we we listen and it also gives us ideas on you know things that we might want to dive a bit deeper on like black seed oil so uh, so thank you for that uh, that prompt there and and with that um, we're going to go to the comments um, for uh, for this section uh, of the Q and A show um, Keto Mama and Keto Bandito are here uh, welcome guys over on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for, for hanging out uh, this week. Um, let's see here. Uh, Jack on YouTube, what's going on, man? Um, let's see here. All right. Um, I'm going to get to a question. Let me see if I can find it. I, I, I wonder if Andy's watching because I'm getting a lot of comments on how good my Botox looks and, and I really had nothing to do with it. It was all, it was all Andy. I hope he's watching. It does he, look good. I, I hope he's getting some of this feedback. Yeah, um, I mean, Andy does a great job with 
all the cosmetic stuff. You know, he has a good eye for it. Um, okay. So Andy, um, Andy, Margaret, uh, adrenal fatigue and cortisol, uh, off in long haulers. Have you dealt with any of this? Um, so it, it seems this is dealing with, yeah, it. yeah, it's definitely going to throw your cortisol curve off a little bit. I, I like to check cortisol curves, which is a salivary test where you spit in these little tubes four times during the day, eight, 12, five, and 10. So you can see what your cortisol level is doing. It's supposed to be high in the morning. It kind of wakes you up and then low at night so you can go to sleep. But sometimes it's pretty funky, it's especially bad if you get a flat cortisol curve. You've kind of, quote, burned your adrenals out, adrenal fatigue. But I have seen it with a lot of um, long haulers. I even put one on Cortef, which is hydrocortisone, because it's such a flat cortisol curve. They were definitely dragged out. They'd had some pre-existing before they came down with COVID, just exacerbated all the autoimmune things that they had going on. So, um, yeah, I certainly look at cortisol levels and, you know, I try to treat them first with herbs, adaptogens like um, ashwagandha, rhodiola, L-theanine, Panax, ginseng. Um, and, of course, other things like better sleep, meditation, relaxation, exercise. Um, so, yeah, they can definitely throw your your adrenals for a loop, which then it can affect your insulin levels and your thyroid. So those three things work in tandem. Uh, so if one's off, they're all going to be off. So nobody ever looks at cortisol. It's one of the main things you look at, although it can take, it's not a quick fix. It can take a while to straighten out your adrenals. All right. Thank you for that question. Uh, guys, I'm going to go to Bianca's question here. Uh, Bianca asks, I see that Life Extension has a new hydrogel vitamin C that is one dose to provide 24-hour protection instead of taking doses throughout the day. Um, do you think that this is effective? Yeah, I'm glad they finally came up with that. You know, that, that's something they needed to do. Because before then, you needed to take two doses, really. But yeah, I'm all for it. I'm all for it, Bianca. Bianca, she's on top of things. She is on top of it. Thank you for she that. Is. Um, Bianca, um, let's see here. Um, uh, Bianca's on top of it with, with vitamin T D too. She has a question about how much K and, and I, we, uh, the reason I wanted to go straight to this is because, um, this is a very common question because, uh, even in today's, uh, doctor's note, you mentioned vitamin D with K for people over 40. Um, but you don't say much about vitamin K in terms of dosing. Um, so Kind of what, what's yeah, your thoughts on I, that? I think it's, I'm going to have to look it up. I'll, I'll get to you by the end of this thing because I'm just going to look at my bottle D with K and see how much is in there. Okay. Um, and K2 is the one that really works. There's several forms of K, but K2 is the one that works. But I'll, I'll get an answer for you. I, I just, I'm forgetting how much K is in there. So I don't want to tell you something that's not accurate. So, all right. We um, will uh, get back to, to that, Bianca. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Maria, I think this is, um, how much it costs to get vitamin levels checked. Um, there's lots of different vitamin levels. Uh, one, one way we check them is through the, uh, uh, Cleveland heart panel has a lot of, a lot of vitamin levels on there. Uh, that is a, uh, an insurance based test, meaning, uh, the lab that we outsource it to, uh, bills, your insurance bills, 
and Katie can correct me, um, I, around 100 to 200, I believe, um, are the bills that, that uh, we've seen come in through uh, insurance. Do you have anything to add to that, Dr. Rogers? Sometimes it's a lot cheaper than that. But, yeah, you don't want to get a Cleveland unless you have some type of insurance. Yep. Um, again, if you're on Medicare, it covers all of it. Um, you know, Medicare is really good for labs. But, um, you know, a separate – I usually get them on the Cleveland, and you're right. I mean, you can get separate vitamin panels. Like the most important one is vitamin D. I think that costs about $20 if you paid cash for it. Katie may correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's it's low. I, I know that. I know that. Um, is there is, is there any any other levels you you really like? Like, is there a core, uh, you know, vitamin levels you get? I know vitamin D. Um, anything else in particular? Uh, of course, we check the omega threes in the Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I like to check magnesium. Uh, an RBC magnesium is more accurate than a regular magnesium. Um, I'm not sure how much that would cost separately. You can always call our office and our uh, Quest. We run it through Quest Labs, and they have cash prices on anything, and uh, they're not expensive. You could check. Uh, sometimes I'll check a vitamin C level, not real often. Um, I like to check, of course, B12 and folate. Those are two I like to check, and I think they're probably 20 bucks maybe to check. Um those are the main ones. And some people want an extensive profile done where they check everything, like your copper level, your manganese. You know, that's available. It's it's not covered by insurance. And I think it's, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a few hundred dollars. Though. It's kind of an expensive test to get. Uh, but it'll show most everything, vitamins and minerals and your levels of um well, Katie just says $48 for a D3. It's gone up a little bit. but um. 48 for a D3. And and, um, and just for Bianca's question, uh, vitamins, uh, vitamin K2100 okay. MCGs. She has her bottle right there. Okay. She has her bottle there. So vitamin K2100 MCG. Um, and that is MK7, which is the best. Uh, uh, MK7? Yeah, which is the one they use. All right, all right. Um, Evangelon, what's going on, man? Evangelon always has some great questions. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're here with us live. Uh, if you have any questions, put them in. That helps uh, the whole show out, man. So uh, thank you for, for hanging out again uh, this week. Um, Roel, um, I, I believe so. I, you know, uh, telemedicine is... Sure. Uh, yeah. Telemedicine has really opened up um, in terms. Yeah, of- since COVID, they've, they've, you don't have to have a like I don't have to have a license in Texas, like I used to. Um, yeah. So you can do it nationwide now, which is great. I hope they keep that law there because it's really helped a lot of people. We treated people from all over in the last year and a half, two years. Um, I, I want to get to 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 this because um, you know one thing, Tracy. Like I, I really. Um, one thing that people don't realize about you and me, Dr. Rogers, is, is we're related to, um, you know, one of the one of the most well-known breast cancer surgeons in the country and in, in, uh, Jerry Fant. And um, uh, that's my my mom's cousin. And and uh, I really want to get her on outside the box, um, either outside the box uh, for an interview or uh, or the common sense MD with with you, Doc. 
Um, what's your What's your thoughts on this? I, this is Tracy. Well, first of all, congratulations. Uh, everything looks good. So yeah, it is uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and um, I had gosh, I had a discussion with a patient today. They were diagnosed yesterday with um, with uh, breast cancer, and fortunately, um, we right. Well, this is mid forties, uh, not on any hormones or anything. Um, very early uh, detection. So it's a really, really mild form that will be um, curable. And we had a long discussion about it. And the first thing I told her today was um, go on vitamin C and uh, also get, go on a keto diet. Get, get as keto as you can. Um, you know, cancer loves sugar and vitamin C is very effective uh, as a, an antioxidant and it works really well for that. So I certainly would do that. Um, and then, you know, go the traditional route. Uh, she probably needs a lumpectomy, may not need any chemo or radiation, uh, but they're going to do MRI, you know, to make sure there's no other involvement and things. And uh, she did not feel a lump. It was all picked up on her mammogram. So I do urge mammograms. Some people, you know, they worry about the radiation from it, but really, uh, that's not too concerning. You're going to get more radiation flying on a plane, probably are pretty close to it. So the benefits, I think, outweigh the risk of not getting a mammogram. Some people opt for uh, MRIs if you can get it covered. You know, there's no radiation in the MRI. Um, and I'm okay with that if you can get it covered. Um, or thermography, if you can there's a place in Asheville. I send most of my patients that just want to get thermography um, instead of a mammogram. Uh, but today's digital 3D mammograms are, are uh, really a lot more accurate and uh, in picking up on micro calcifications that may uh, signal something. And they're apparently not as painful or uncomfortable. Again, I'm not a woman, so I can't explain that. But um, it's certainly... Um, as far as the things I would do to prevent it is not get obese. I mean, there's no doubt that obesity is a major risk factor for breast cancer. So is alcohol and smoking, lack of exercise. Um, so, and I would take, of course, vitamin D, very anti-cancer. I'll take omegas. I'll take a magnesium at night, um, vitamin C. Uh, once or twice a day, if you get the long-acting form, Bianca take it once a day, um, and eat a clean diet. You know, I've talked to uh, Dr. Fant, our Ben's your cousin. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about breast cancer, and she's a world-famous expert on it. And you know, she sees a lot of young girls with breast cancer. I mean. She's seen them as low as 12, 14. Mm. And she sees a lot of women in their late 20s coming down to her. Of course, that's all she does. Right. Um, she sees 30 breast cancer patients a day and uh, sees them the whole way through. But anyway, we talked one time about uh, why you're seeing more breast cancer. Um, and she, she thinks it's dietary related, mm -hmm. um, in particular poultry. You know, So if you eat chicken, make sure it's organic. Uh, free-range chicken, 
you know, that really stuck with me when she told me that. Hmm. Um, and certainly sugar causes all the bad stuff. So, um, healthy lifestyle, maintain lean weight, take your vitamins, um, especially C. It's a great, great point, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for that, Tracy. And we're going to try to uh, do a deep dive, especially with, you know, October being um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We need to uh, to get on that. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, Bianca asks, um, so most insurances pay for Cleveland, the Cleveland panel, even if you've already had a physical with standard blood work this year? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I do believe that is true. Um, thank you for that. Uh, let's see here. Um, Shelly asks, what's the best NSAID for arthritis? Oh, um, I like meloxicam, Mobic, uh, because it's once a day and it's safer on your stomach. Um, so I like Mobic. Celebrex is, is pretty good, too. Um, uh, you can't take it if you have a, a sulfur allergy, but otherwise... Um, it's okay, but I, you know most people. You can get over the counter ibuprofen or um, naproxen. Those are pretty standard too. They can be harder on your stomach and your liver and your kidneys too. So probably Mobic, but I also throw in um, turmeric, curcumin. That works really good. Um, you don't be afraid to, to double dose the turmeric. It's not going to hurt you. Um, you know, at age sixty-six, I've learned to double my turmeric. Um, unless it gave you a little stomach upset, it's fine. It's um, even great for acute injuries as well. So I'll take four a day for that. Usually I take two a day, though. All right. Thank you for that, Shelly. Um, Ray on YouTube asks, I've been dealing with vertigo for about a year and prescribed meclizine with minimal benefit. Are there any good supplements for vertigo or can uh, – can chiropractor help? I'll just uh, real quick. I'll say, Ray, um, we did a, a an outside the box episode with with a um, a neuro chiropractor who uh, I love and is a good friend, um, and Dr. Mark Ellis um, out of Atlanta, and it's specifically on vertigo. If you search performance medicine and vertigo, uh, it'll show up. Um, but check that out and then I'll, I'll go to you, doc, with, you know, what's your thoughts on supplements for that? Yeah. First of all, you try to figure out what the cause of your vertigo is. Usually yeah. it's benign positional vertigo where you move suddenly and movement really throws your balance off that you swimming headed. Um, you know, that can be checked out with, uh, some maneuvers, uh, that I'll tell you the best guy with this is Ernie Dixon, a physical mm -hmm. therapist up in my office. Mm -hmm. Come see Ernie and he can, he can rule out uh, positional vertigo in about two minutes. Um, it all has to do with eye movements and things. So, um, there's other causes like, of course, um, Meniere's disease, which usually has associated with it loss of hearing and ringing in the ears. Um, it's a chronic condition. Of course, it's an inner ear problem usually with that, that fluid in the semicircular canals of your, um, inner ear. And that those canals are lined with crystals and really salt crystals. So as you get older, they tend to fall out and kind of junk up that, uh, that fluid and it can kind of throw you off. And uh, if you do have benign positional, they can be corrected by some 
thing called Epley maneuvers where Ernie will lie you down, twist your head a certain way, and he can fix it. Uh, he fixed Jenny's in about five minutes. Um, so look at that. For the more chronic things, you know, like you may have, um, you can restrict your salt a little bit. Sometimes that helps and eat a good diet. Um, but, you know, if there's any other thing going on, I, I've seen a lot of post-COVID long haulers have a lot of vertigo as well. Um, sometimes medicines can cause vertigo. Sometimes viruses can cause them. Um, I had one day of vertigo that I, this is a miserable day. Miserable, miserable. Mm -hmm. I woke up that way. I don't know if I slept in the wrong position, but it took me out the next day. I mean, throwing up, couldn't get off the couch, et cetera. And, um, it got over with, um, I don't know if it was positional or viral. It was on the weekend. I couldn't get Ernie to check me on the weekend cause he was out of town, but, um, I actually thought I was having a stroke for a minute, hmm. but, um, it's a scary situation yeah. when you're falling over and don't know why. Um, so certainly if you have one-sided ear pain and or one-sided loss of hearing or ringing in one ear, that needs to be imaged, looked at with an MRI. But um, I would say start out with seeing somebody like Ernie. Um, you know, there's some – meclizine is more of an antihistamine. It doesn't really work really well unless you have a viral labyrinthitis, a viral etiology. Then it just kind of sedates your – inner ear. Another thing that will sedate your inner ear pretty well is Valium. Uh, if, if it gets that severe, we've used that many times. Sometimes um, a diuretic. Um, but as far as a great supplement for, for chronic dizziness, um, you need something that will calm your inner ear down. And to do that, you're going to have to calm your whole body down. So um, sometimes I'll look at cortisol levels. I'll use ginseng. Um, I haven't found a lot of herbs to be real, real effective against a bad case of it. Um, you know, Dr. Uh, Young recommends a lot of eye movement tests and things like that. Um, you you ought to go look at that podcast with Dr. Mark Young. Mark uh, Ellis. Mark Ellis. I mean, Ellis. I don't know what I'm saying. When Dr. Mark Ellis in Atlanta, he's really good. I've actually visited his office it's impressive some of the visual testing he does and works with a lot of athletes and uh can try to kind of retrain your sense of balance um but yeah that needs to be looked into you've probably seen ent docs maybe even neurologists not getting a lot of help so the next step is um some of that visual training to try to what, get over this what was interesting about that conversation was um how there's a lot of different causes of vertigo and it it affects different areas. So like, you know, if you're only looking to, you know, one area and you rule out vertigo, you could still possibly have it if, if you haven't tried the other thing. So, uh, it was just, it was really interesting. I'd really encourage you guys to does he do telemedicine visits with patients. Do you he, know that? He does. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you can save your trip to Atlanta and telemedicine and then see if you need to come down there. Have him guide you a little bit. Um, gosh, I said that fast. Um, I don't, I, I think he does. Um, but I, I know for a lot of stuff with chiropractors, you have to be there in person. Um, yeah. But I, I think his website is gncc.com, Georgia 
uh, Neurology Chiropractic Center. Uh, if you look up Dr. Mark Ellis, uh, Mark with a C, you'll find him. Um, okay, let's get to um, Carl on Facebook asks, what's your thoughts on elderberry syrup? It seemed to help us a few years ago during flu season, but I've not, I've heard, uh, not heard the use of it if you have COVID. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people take it prophylactically. I don't think it works that well if you have COVID, but prophylactically, gosh, a lot of people take it. I think it, it definitely um, helps some. I, I talked to a bunch of docs at, and nurses that headed to New York City back in the first of COVID, and they all were taking elderberry cocktails uh, when they went back to their hotel at night. Uh, so it, it probably it's great for your immune system for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, black seed oil too, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Probably a little more potent. Um, okay, let's get to um, Clarissa ask a, an autoimmune disease autoimmune disease question. Um, is there an alternative treatment for autoimmune disease, one that's effective? I've been on Arava, and I'm now off of it due to neck surgery. I'd like to find an alternative treatment that that is complementary to it. Um, yeah, of course, doing all the, the regular stuff with your vitamins. Um, um, but I like LDN for, uh, uh, it's kind of an alternative treatment for autoimmune disease. It's a prescription, but it's low-dose naltrexone. So, Chris, look up low-dose naltrexone. We use that a lot for all kinds of different autoimmune diseases. I don't know what your particular one is, but, um, you know, look at low-dose naltrexone. You can't take it if you're on an opiate, but you're probably not on an opiate. Um, But there's virtually, it's very safe, virtually no side effects, except for maybe you may dream a little bit more. Um, Because you take it at night, if that bothers you, take it during the day. But... um, of course, get on an autoimmune diet. You know, I have a protocol in my office that I go by. It's a very uh, clean diet. Uh, it takes you off anything that can kind of trigger inflammation, even nightshades and soy and corn, and of course, glutens and dairy. And it's got some pretty, you know, pretty good effects to it. So low-dose, look up low-dose naltrexone. Um, another explain this was on, uh, LDM, which was really good. Uh, Robin does a great job explaining kind of how a, an integrative medical practice looks at LDM and use it, uses it. Uh, it's wild how, uh, manipulating the dose of naltrexone completely changes the use of it. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah, it works for, it works for long haulers as well. And it works for pain, mm-hmm. works for fibro. So. Um, all right, Evangeline asked, how do you feel about inducing fever with hot baths at the onset of illness to increase interferon production? Yeah, and also in, increase heat shock proteins. Yeah, I'm good with that. Actually, what I do is I get in my uh, infrared sauna. Um, and if I got COVID, the first thing I do is double duty in there um, as a detoxification, but also because of the heat. Um, you know, a lot of times with a viral illness, the most you have going for you is that fever, you know. Um, so if you can stand the fever, you know, don't try to bring it down too much because it's fighting off the virus. Hmm. Um, when it becomes uncomfortable, of course, take something for it. But that's why I love the, my infrared sauna with all the, you know, mid, near, and far. It's just amazing. So, Yeah. I'm good with that. 
All right, thank Hot you. Hot bath certainly will help. It relaxes you too. Put some Epsom salts, magnesium in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you for that, Evangeline. Um, you know, I'm going to say the Atlanta Braves in six. Atlanta Braves in six. What's your what's your uh, pick on this? <laughs> um, I'm going with Atlanta too, unless Houston starts cheating again. You know, banging those drums again. If that happens, Houston will win. If they find a way to cheat again, they're going to win. But if they do it fair and square, I'm pulling for Atlanta. That does start tonight, doesn't it? That starts tonight. Um, and, you know, man, I, I wish, you know, Mike, of course, is with the Tennessee Men's Health Network, and uh, we love working with him. And uh, I wish uh, I wish more people wanted our opinion on sports, but they don't. They don't. They want uh, – you blame them? <laughs> I don't blame them one bit. Um, okay, let's get um, – oh, uh, Angel hey, said um, iodine for, for breast cancer prevention. I think that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of people think that works. I have I have a lot of women that do that take that. You know, just don't overdose with it and take too much. But you know, I like to check a urine iodine test. But about eighty percent of us are deficient in it. So yeah, and uh, you know, there's a lot of there's another povidone iodine uh, solution, basically betadine, that you can squirt up your nose and it. They say it's about 99% effective at preventing COVID and treating COVID. So uh -huh. look that up. You know, if you can get somebody to mix it up for you in a nasal spray, it's hard to get, but some people claim it's really effective. Um, I definitely think if I had COVID, I think I would definitely try to find some is you know, to kill the virus on contact. Of course, all the other stuff we do is works too, but I treated several cases today. So it's still out there. Yep. I don't know how much we want to get into COVID tonight, but um, it's definitely still out there, but on the downward trend. So hopefully. Um, okay, Jack on uh, on YouTube. What's up, Jack? Thank you for for hanging out tonight. Um, what effect does the keto diet have on your cholesterol? You know, that's a great question because I have seen it raise cholesterol levels. Um, most people that I put on keto that are able to stay with it, their cholesterol comes down, even though they're eating more fat. Um, there's been a few, though, that it has raised the cholesterol, although usually it raises the HDL as well as the LDL. Again, I don't worry too much about cholesterol like a lot of doctors do. You know, I don't really think cholesterol causes heart disease. Um, it may be an innocent bystander a lot of times, but, I mean, half the people that have MIs have normal cholesterol. So that's another reason I like the Cleveland panel because it, it looks at the size of the particles, your oxidized LDL. LP little a, it just takes it to another level because when you just, when you just check cholesterol, HDL and LDL, that doesn't mean hardly anything. And yet so many doctors are quick to put you on a statin that can have a lot of side effects. I saw a guy yesterday that um, had, had to have a pacemaker, but didn't have any heart disease as far as coronary artery disease. And um, his cardiologist put him on a statin as they do everybody. His cholesterol was like a hundred. His total cholesterol. He couldn't figure out why his T level was so low. You know why he had yeah. foggy thinking and the sugars were starting to pop up because of the statin. In his case, he didn't need a statin. I took him off of it. So, um, thank you for that for that question, Jack. That's a great question. Um, I'm gonna put this up here. Um, Mark says look into ozone therapy for autoimmune disease. I've heard a lot of good things about ozone therapy. Uh, so thank you thank you for putting that in there, Mark. Um, real quick, hey, I, 
Um, Hope this, you feel better. This is so true. Um, I was, I was certain that John Gruden was coming to to Tennessee to be our head football coach. Um, I had, I had numerous inside sources on it, um, and and I could not have been more wrong. Uh, so well, so, so my advice on they would, sports is they would have paid good. him a lot of money, but now he, he couldn't. Now no a job at a taco stand. I don't think. <laughs> no. Um, he's, okay. He's not doing well. <laughs> let's go to let's see um what am i missing here okay so karen had a had a follow-up question um karen so once a week prescription of vitamin d2 is equivalent to daily dosing and uh, the way i'm interpreting this is uh d2 is completely different than d3 so yeah, do not get vitamin d2 just leave it out it doesn't work nearly as well as vitamin d3 for what you want it to work for there may be one or two reasons to use it, but I forget. But please take D three. Yeah. So, um, and you can. Is there a but, prescription form of D three if you if you request that um, with the doctor? Um, I don't know why you'd really need it because it's over the counter. Yeah. Um, but probably to get a shot of it, you'd have to. We keep them in our office, but I'm sure that the compounders would make you fifty thousand of D three once a week. Yeah. But. Um, all right. You know, for most purposes, D3 over D2. Um, Everything I've ever read. Oh, she, oh, she clarified it. She meant D3. Yeah, so, D3. Yeah. So, so yes, the, the weekly um, would, would, um, it would be equivalent to the daily dosing if you're taking the 50,000, um, the 50,000 yeah. shot. Yeah. Um, check levels for sure. Um, okay. Let me see here, guys. I'm, Catching up. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Sarah, uh, this is this is a great question. We have um, in all of our offices, we have a an air purifying system for um, viruses and, and and COVID in particular, um, and it is called Ionopure. I O N O P U R E. Ionopure. And um, you can find those at ionogen.com, uh, um, I believe. But if you if you search for Ionopure, you'll find them. Uh, they're actually in Knox. They're now I think based in Knoxville. Um, so uh, hopefully hopefully that helps. Um, we sure like running in our offices. We feel better about it, you know, because we have sick people coming in there. We try to of course treat codes and sick people over the phone right now. But I mean. People get allergies or sinuses, you know, uh, so occasionally you get somebody with the sniffles inside your office. So yep. we, we hose the thing out. We, we take so many precautions against, uh, you know, spreading germs. I'm a germaphobe. I know you are, Ben. You know, Ben worries about, he called me the other night and said the guy at the grocery store sneezed and he was in line with him. Is he going to get COVID? And I just thought. And you ask Andy something too. What did you ask Andy that no, Andy no. was making fun of? You uh, made some, you made Andy some comment too. I forget that was what about it was, the but. that was about the, um, the the Botox. Oh yeah. So four so, days later, can you do a downward dog? Is that what you asked me? No, that's what I <laughs> that's what I asked you. Um, what I asked Andy was I I went to a I was able to go to um, the the Dave Chappelle Joe Rogan comedy show. Um, on Saturday, on Sunday, and um, and I I was laughing a whole lot, and 
and I asked Andy if la- if I could was it okay if I laughed a lot with <laughs> with the new Botox. <laughs> Um, but as you can see, I'm, great question. I'm, everything, everything's still fine. Um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned Joe Rogan. Um, he's such a fun guy. I really love his po- podcast. I guess he's the number one podcaster in the world, isn't he? he he's um, probably, yeah. It's funny because I saw him, um, as you know, he's always been a big proponent of ice cream used for COVID, uh, the I word. And um, he came down with COVID. And, of course, he took that along with the regimen that we use. It was better in two days, back full power at the gym in, in five days. And um, he, was interview- he was interviewed by Sanjay Gupta, CNN's. Um, he was interviewing Sanjay Gupta. Okay, he was interviewing yeah. Sanjay Gupta. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway. He just wore Sanjay Gupta out. Uh, I thought it was hilarious because Sanjay Gupta is a, you know, famous doctor. He's a neurosurgeon. He's well known, and and of course he works for CNN. And uh, but anyway, he was he was getting on Sanjay for working for a, a news organization that was flat out lying about things. So. He just wore him out. You should look at that on YouTube or however you can find it. Joe Rogan's interviewing Sanjay Gupta concerning his COVID illness, and he just wore him out. I mean, Sanjay was just like, you know, didn't know what to say. He was just befuddled because he had no good answer for this. Um, it was very interesting. Um, and another thing about Sanjay, I saw Sanjay interviewing Dr. Fauci uh probably three or four weeks ago and sanjay asked dr fauci a very good question he goes dr fauci you know we're hearing now that if you've had covid and you have the natural immunity that it's it may be more protective than the uh the jab and uh what do you think about that and um dr fauci goes well you know uh well um you know we ought to really look into that that was that was Dr. Fauci's answer. <laughs> it's kind of a, we're we're gonna move off the 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 Joe Rogan uh, Sanjay Gupta, but that's not hard to find. Um, uh, yeah, that'll be very, that'll be fun. very easy for if you haven't watched it yet. Um, let's get um, let's get Evangelon's question in here. Uh, is wormwood a good substitution for IVM? Uh, if so, is there a recommended dose? I don't know what the dose uh, of wormwood is, and I, I'm not real. Um, I, I need to research that a little more, just like, um, you know, the black seed oil. But, you know, when you read about black seed oil, um, you know, it's pretty positive. It may, and it, it uses kind of the same mechanism that uh, IBM does, uh, which is it, it targets the spike protein and prevents the entry through the ACE2 receptor. I don't know if Wormwood does that or not, but great question, man. Yep. Always asking. He, he does a deep dive on herbs, that's for sure. And I, 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 let's get one more evangel on here because uh, it kind of goes along with it. Uh, how do you feel about dandelion and neem leaf and mullein for, for lung health? Man, I, I knew you were some kind of herbalist, but um, <laughs> I like dandelion for sure for lungs. And also black seed oil, if you read about it, uh, it's great for your lungs. Um, and that's another reason I like knack. Um 
I don't know about neem leaf and mullein. I don't know about those, but knack is really uh, mucamist. We used to, you know, use it uh, for kids that had Tylenol overdoses in the ER. Uh, but it's it's a mucolytic. It's very helpful for uh, COVID acutely and uh, long hauler. So dandelion, um, very good for lung health. I don't know about the other two. Um, but, uh, you know, if they find out that they do work for your lungs and COVID, they'll probably take them off the shelves because anything that works, they're trying to get off the shelves for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to get to an ice cream question because um, I believe it had to do with... Um, Let's see if I can if I can find it. Uh, if I if I miss some in the shuffle, guys, I I apologize. Um, well, shoot, looks like I for some reason can't find it. I'll I'll get to it here in a second. There was a question about um, we we haven't gotten a, an ACG question in a while. Uh, so for weight loss, keto, or HCG, I, that this might not even be a question, um, but obviously we're we're big fans uh, of both and um you know HEG is something you've done a lot of and, and we don't talk a lot that you know obviously there's some uh, it gets a bad reputation uh in many ways um, but you it's know it's been around for 50 years but we still use it it's available again um you know the FDA couldn't it couldn't prevent its use for very long so um yeah it's safe it works um uh, I like HCG for rapid weight loss. Again, unless you find the reason for the, the obesity or weight gain and you get the weight off, if you don't change some things about your diet, you're going to gain the weight back like anything, whether it be, you know, Ozempic or, or anything, keto, anything. Keto's great. I like keto. Um, it's hard to stay in ketosis for a lot of people. Uh, that's why I like intermittent fasting. It puts you in a state of ketosis for 17, 18 hours every day. Um, you can get keto adapted to that a little easier than full-blown keto all the time. Um, although there's certain conditions like cancer, I would try to stay in keto all the time. Or maybe dementia, epilepsy, those brain disorders. All right. Thank you. Thank you for, for that uh, explanation there. And uh, Katie put up um, she asked how much um, she should be taking ivermectin for preventative weekly. So uh, what's the doses um, ivermectin preventative weekly? Oh, preventative, uh, it's 0.2 milligram per kilogram. Um, and right now I'm doing it twice a week um, just because of the Delta surge. I'm thinking about dropping it down to once a week soon but um, for prevention. Um, Keto Bandito put a great comment in, in, over on YouTube. I just wanted to, our uh, Facebook and, and LinkedIn to, to be able to see this because this is um, uh, important information regarding keto. So yeah. thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Keto Bandito. Great to see you tonight. Um, okay, um, guys, we're about to we're about to wrap it up. Um, I, I think I've gotten to, to most if, if man, if I miss something, uh, I'll make sure it gets on first thing. Uh, next week, uh, we got one. Okay. Colloidal silver. Um, uh, yeah. what's your thoughts? I, I love colloidal, colloidal silver. Um, how much and for how long? What's your, what's your thoughts? That's a great question. Pop Smurf. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I use it every day, you know, just, uh, during these viral times. Um, 
That'd be a, that'd be a good newspaper, Viral Times. You know, a good monthly newsletter. It's oh. probably already out there, but um, but yeah, you know, you're not going to turn blue with the amounts you use. I just squirt some uh, beach nostril in my throat, you know, a couple times a day. Um, so I don't even swallow it, all that wouldn't hurt you to, but you'd have to get a lot of silver to turn blue, but uh, we'll get that silvery bluish taint to your skin. Um, but uh, I also use the X clear as well, but uh, yeah, it's great antiviral. It's antifungal. It's um, anti-parasitic. Um, it's anti-inflammatory. It works great. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you'd have to take to get toxic on them, but it'd be pretty hard, I think. Um, thank you for, for this, Robert. I, I, I thought I saw something uh, regarding this, and, and you put it in here, so thank you for this. Uh, real rapidly, uh, will apple, apple pectin powder help remove the ingredient, ingredients from the jab? What's your thoughts? Man, you know, I'm not sure about that. I'll have to get with my naturopath. Yeah. Uh, you know, again, I'm an MD studies alternative medicine i'm not as familiar with all the herbs that a naturopath would be i certainly love naturopaths they certainly do a great job so that's a good question i'll look that up maybe we'll um a lot of people ask me what to do before the jab if they have to have it you know and, uh, let's get to this one real quick what would help with carpal tunnel um i am taking b6 now yeah, B6 may help you, although if you take too much B6, then um, it can make it worse. Um, but certainly check your thyroid function test out. Hypothyroidism can cause carpal tunnel. Um, the other thing it can cause carpal tunnel is growth hormone, rarely, but it can cause it. I've seen it do it. Um, of course, uh, wrist splint, especially at night, an anti-inflammatory, turmeric, curcumin, um, and, you know, whenever you take B6, you also need the, just a B-complex vitamin as well. You don't want to take just one B vitamin because it will deplete your other ones. So um, that's, a, that's a great question. You know, worse comes to worse surgery, but I saw a lady last week who just had surgery on her carpal tunnel. It worked. Um, but anything that can decrease the swelling in, the, in your wrist, that would help. And, and quit doing whatever – you're doing it maybe causing like repetitive uh, stuff, um, maybe with your weights or things. But wear a wrist splint, take some anti-inflammatories, um, B6, beef complex, things like that. All right, guys, we got we to gotta cut it off there. If, if I missed you, I'll, I'll get to you first thing next week. We, we go over the comments uh, later on tonight, and if we miss something, we'll definitely uh, get into it. Uh, man, I just really appreciate – uh, this community, you guys hanging out with us every single Tuesday uh, at 7. Um, the, the comments are as valuable as, as our answers. So, so thank you for everybody who's, uh, who's um, contributing in there. We really do appreciate it. It makes this uh, hour um, so much fun. So, so we appreciate you. Um, if you. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, we put up two to three videos every single week. We had three go out today. Um, to everybody who is in, uh, in our offices, uh, thank you, first of all, for, for trusting us with, with your health care. We, we appreciate it more than you realize. Uh, we are doing Botox on uh, Thursday and Friday of this week.
Um, so be sure to take advantage of that if you're, uh, if you are a, uh, someone who gets Botox like me. Um, and I think, I think we got one thing where we got, we, did we miss something? Uh, it was just told to me that our YouTube subscriptions have now reached 7.9 thousand. Oh. We're, we're wanting to get to 8,000. That'll okay. boost us a little bit so more people be able to see it. So if you haven't signed up for our YouTube channel, sign up for the YouTube channel. We're very close. Uh, appreciate all the all the current subscribers. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't yet, uh, do us a favor and, and subscribe. Um, if you know somebody that would benefit from this type of content, uh, you know, tell them about us. Share the show. Um, it means a lot to us. Uh, we'll do this uh, every single Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Uh, Dr. Rogers, I appreciate your time tonight. Um, as always, I'll see you uh, later on. I don't think I'll be in the Tri-Cities this week, uh, but I'll be there next week, so I'll see you then. Okay. See you, man. Thank you. Guys, thanks you so much. We love you. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Don't go away. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.